This is a Capricorn FM podcast. And it's now 12 minutes after 10. Welcome to it if you have just joined. My name is Lekani Nimburega Shkwamban. All right, so I think uh, just before President declared the second wave officially, Discovery Health had done some research and uh, also came up with their findings that suggested that we are well into the second wave. And uh, it's time for us to find out some of, of those findings that were suggested there by a Discovery Health. And to help us with this conversation, I'm joined on the line by CEO of Discovery Health, Dr. Ryan Noach. And uh, we're going to have a conversation about it. Doctor, thank you so, so much for your time. Great pleasure, and thanks for having me, Sekani. So, I mean, the president's address yesterday was nothing like the speculations that we're seeing. I think it was more like the last time he addressed. We knew he was not happy, but he came there and he said, giving you the benefit of the doubt. And I think yesterday he did the same thing again with those restrictions in mind. But he still gave us a bit of that benefit of the doubt that uh, we can behave going into this festive season. What was your think or rather what were you thinking about uh, this address from yesterday? I think he's got an incredibly difficult job, you know, to try and balance the economic issues uh, and the societal expectations Mm. and some of the fatigue that we're all feeling associated with this. And at the same time, do his best to protect South Africans um, and ensure that our healthcare system is not overrun by COVID-19 complications. Uh, It's a very tough balance to strike. Um, And we're very worried about the economic implications of some of these decisions. But at the same time, the healthcare impact is severe. Um, And we do need to make sure that we protect the hospitals and that we ensure that every single person who requires hospitalization can get appropriate treatment. Absolutely. So, I mean, he has officially declared the second wave of COVID-19, which is apparently more vicious than the initial. What can we expect? Well, uh, it's very likely that the second wave looks very much like what the European second wave has looked like. Actually, if you overlay the first infections in South Africa against the first infections in Europe, our trajectory has followed a very similar trajectory to the European one, with the same gap of four to five months between the first wave and the second wave. So they've looked almost identical in, in their pattern. What we saw from the second European wave was that it affected in the main much younger group of people. And this may be because they're economically active and productive and they're experiencing face-to-face interactions. So we're seeing this in our second wave. We're seeing much younger people being infected. Um, And linked to that, the good news is we're seeing actually a lower mortality rate. You know, since we've learned how to treat this disease and our treatment and our stra- uh, clinical strategies have changed, mm. we're seeing less people die, but still a very large number of people, about 18% of people, 18 out of every 100, who contract it, land up requiring hospital care and uh, sometimes ICU and critical care. So it's very scary. And in some areas, it does look like the second wave will actually exceed the first wave in terms of the number of infections in particular regions. And, and, I mean, you speak of these areas that we now call or know them as hotspots. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's not spreading across in the same rate. Uh, but what is the average, you know, rate of, of infection in these hotspots and what are the healthy limits of the infection rate? Well, you know, we, we measure something called the reproductive rate. Uh, which epidemiologists tell us is the correct way to track an epidemic of this nature. Mm. Um, If the reproduction rate is greater than one, 
it means that for every person who contracts the infection, they're spreading it to more than one other person. So a reproduction rate of greater than one means that the, the epidemic is effectively growing exponentially. Mm. A reproduction rate less than one means for every person that catches it, they spread it to less than one person. And that's where we want to be as a country. Oh, wow. We want to try and contain yeah. the spread. Unfortunately, yeah. South Africa at the moment, our reproduction rate as a country is 1.4, which means that the epidemic is growing exponentially. And there are parts of the country where it's much higher. Uh, mm. And this is particularly worrying. So, I mean, one of the things that are also worrying is the fact that today marks the beginning of the December break for many. And and then one thing that usually happens is people travel across provinces, uh, especially for people in Limpopo who mostly would work in Gauteng. Is the health system ready across the different provinces, especially the rural areas, to accommodate the second wave? I must say, I think that our healthcare system has performed brilliantly. Okay. And in the main has delivered outstanding care, uh, sometimes better than many other developed healthcare economies across the world. Mm. Uh, and our outcomes so far have been really excellent. I think what's deeply concerning is that the migration of people associated with this holiday period has come at just the worst time in terms of the epidemic peaking. And so as we see, particularly as you point out, perhaps labor, uh, you know, employees who, who work in major cities and are going to go back home during yeah. the holiday period, we're very worried about these small towns where the healthcare infrastructure is just not as robust as in the metropolitan areas mm. and may well be put under terrible strain. Mm. I think also, uh, Doctor, as we, we head to concluding this conversation, one of the things that were quite common between the Discovery Health findings as well as the President's address yesterday was the fact that this time has seen a rise in a lot of super spreader events. In your press release, you also noted and mentioned these super spreader events. Tell us a little bit more about it and its impact. It was a, almost a very interesting but very sad experiment. Yeah. Uh, you know, when the matrix completed their schooling, there were post-matrix festivals on the KwaZulu-Natal North Coast in Belito and Umschlanga. Mm. And we saw astounding patterns and trajectories on the disease emerging from this. We saw about 80% of the young adults um, in the matrix that were tested during this period in the 10 days after these post-matrix events came back positive. And that's astounding, you know, from a positive rate that's usually in the in the low teens. To see 80% testing positive means that this, there was mm. absolutely rife spread of COVID-19 at these events. And then what's very concerning because young people tend not to manifest severely with COVID-19. Fortunately, yeah. they have asymptomatic or mild infections. But what's very concerning is we saw about 40% of the families of those kids who then had another test within seven to 10 days, they were coming back positive as well. And so these are now parents or grandparents yeah. who are unfortunately contracting this virus from the youngsters that were at these post-matric events. It's evidence of community spread. And that's what puts you know these older people at tremendous risk. Absolutely. And I mean, when I was following this story, particularly, I I read that, you know, we were seeing some of the families or some of the students who were just not cooperating with the call from uh, the health department to come forward and get tested. Uh, is, is this also one of the issues that we're going to be looking at, seeing as there are more young people getting infected and we might be dealing with a bit of rebellion? 
I, I'm not sure that it's absolutely rebellion. I, I characterize it more as fatigue. I think it's been a long, hard year. Yeah. Uh, we've all suffered and the economy has suffered terribly as a result. Um, and, uh, you know, I think at this stage of the year when people are seeking a bit of a reprieve, mm. some family time, uh, and almost just to try and unwind and relax, you know, the last thing people want is more restrictions and more testing and the anxiety of testing positive. And so I think this fatigue is is working against us in, in properly man- managing the disease. And one can understand it, although it shouldn't be condoned under any yeah. circumstances. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more important than remain, vi- remaining vigilant and prudent at this time. Absolutely. So before I do let you go, Doctor, what is the collective response that we need to keep in mind? Well, notwithstanding this fatigue and notwithstanding this festive time of year, I would urge all of your listeners, Claire Gani, to really make sure that they maintain social distance. Mm. They must be prudent and cautious about this. They should stay in small family clusters and try and not mix between family units. Wearing a mask all the time is absolutely helpful, and there is good evidence emerging from studies around the world that shows that mask wearing makes a significant difference. Mm. Stay outdoors where there's fresh air as opposed to being in closed in areas with poor ventilation. Look after your personal hygiene, so sneezing and coughing, don't do that in public and get into a bent elbow if you must. Um, and then, you know, hand sanitizing and hand washing is absolutely yeah. critical. I know people have heard these messages many times. Mm. They're probably tired of hearing them, but I repeat them because they are so particularly important that it's the best way to control spread. Absolutely. And for those who are interested in reading a little bit more about, uh, you know, the research that Discovery Health has released and, and, and getting to see some of those findings, how do we get in touch? How do we find those kind of uh, press releases? So I would uh, urge everyone to use our COVID-19 information hub, which is on the Discovery website. Uh, it's at www.discovery.co.za. And even if you're not a Discovery Health member, you'll be able to log into that COVID-19 information website. And importantly on that page, one of the key key um, issues you should look out for is the hotspots information. Mm. Uh, as we track our data, along with the National Department of Health data, we're updating the hotspot information regularly. And so you can see exactly where the hotspots are in the country, where one has to be even more prudent than you would usually. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for this conversation. It is the CEO of Discovery Health, Dr. Ryan Noach, talking to us about their findings as well as very important uh, talking issue at this moment, which is the super spreader events that have been happening ever since matriculants finished writing their examination. But uh, yet again, I echo everything he said on how we need to look at it collectively. The rules have been mentioned so many times. Maybe you might be tired of hearing them, but all of those rules are there to save your life. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.